the fast book support group. Tara is dot dot dot. Isaac blinked. What did dot 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 mean? He felt like commenting, that isn't a status. He managed to stop himself by sitting on his hands. It would almost be the same as a stalker asking the victim why they didn't undress in front of a window anymore. He had a few minutes before the meeting, which gave her a few minutes to bloody well make an effort at putting up a good status. He licked his lips and waited. Live feeds showed two new updates. His hands shook as he clicked on them. Mary's painful Veruca has finally healed up, now dealing with yeast infection. Malcolm loves the look of Mary Adams in the morning. It's nice to know his equipment is working after all these years. Isaac shuddered. Talk about overshare. And these were his parents. Oh well, at least they were alive, and according to his dad, more alive than most. Impatient, Isaac scrolled down Tara's profile. There she was, her hands in the air, and her eyes glazed over from alcohol. She was the picture of modern-day perfection. She might have been drunk, but she was at least still standing. Perfectly ladylike in these days. Wait. He scrolled down further. Tara is single. He leapt into the air and danced around the room. Now he understood the unreadable status. Single, finally. He stopped then. He hadn't known that she'd been in a relationship. She hadn't put it on her profile. It was almost as if he was underwater and sinking to the bottom. He knew everything about her, didn't he? Her favourite shampoo was Herbalescence. Her favourite chocolate was Snickers. What good were databases if they didn't know everything? He had wanted to marry this woman and father her children. It was imperative he knew everything. Checking her phone number on Facebook, he dialed it. His hands were trembling. His heart felt as though it was hammering on his ribcage. Hello, a voice said. It was Tara's sweet, delicious voice. He waited. The sound of her voice reverberated around his ears. Look, pervert, if you want to know what I'm wearing, well, the answer is nothing. Hi, it's me, Isaac. I work in the security at the office, he said finally. Oh, is something wrong with security? No, it's fine. It's just, let's pretend you were on Facebook. What status might you write? I don't quite understand. You've logged into Facebook and there's the good old status bar. What might you write in it? Are you freaking kidding me? It's a serious question. Isaac was greeted to the dialing tone. Wow, Isaac thought. What a cow. Isaac leant back in a brown plastic school chair and almost fell on the floor. These chairs weren't designed for the weight of an adult. He looked around at the circle he was sat in. He'd never seen a sorrier-looking bunch of people. He was about to exit when a large buxom woman strode into the room and took a place on a chair opposite him. She pointed a large sausage-like finger at a skinny girl who was hunched over something. You there, she snapped. The girl looked up cautiously. Hand it over, the woman ordered. The girl reached out her hand and the woman snatched an iPhone from her. Just as I thought, the woman said. Facebook. There was a gasp. Hypocrites. Isaac looked around at all of them. It was almost as if they hadn't spent that morning doing the exact same thing. This, ladies and gentlemen, is why we are here, the woman said. My name is Mildred and I founded this group. 
Its sole purpose is to cope with a number of people who cannot function without being constantly connected with Facebook. She stopped as though waiting for applause. When she received none, she continued, though seemingly a little put out. I would go as far as to say they have an addiction. There was another gasp. This time Isaac joined in for fun. Please stop gasping, she said. Starting with you, state your name and admit that you have a Facebook addiction. She pointed at Isaac. He stood to his feet. I'm Isaac, he said. I have a... He suddenly had a flash. It was like a crazy film montage. It had been his friends who suggested he come to this meeting, if not for fun, then for his problem. He'd laughed at them, well lolled. He'd been online at the time. All the fun he'd had in the past month had been online. All the events he'd been to were online. He was a computer geek. Worse, a geek actually had friends. I have an addiction to Facebook, he said and then broke down into tears. It's better you realise it now, Mildred said. Round the circle they went. Isaac sat back in his chair sniffing and trying his hardest to look masculine. To his right was Annie, who had been tired of refusing a friendship invitation from a woman from work. She decided to permanently delete the woman from her life. The prison guard standing next to her reassured the group Annie would be back behind bars once the meeting was finished. Isaac shuffled to the left and Annie rolled her eyes. Marcus told the group that all 500 of the people on his Facebook were talking directly to him. He claimed that his thoughts came up in other people's statuses before he written anything, that somehow he must be a god. Delusions of grandeur, Mildred said, often comes of a Facebook addiction. Next was the girl who had had her phone confiscated. Hi, I'm Lily, she said, getting up. May I just say you're all losers, psychos and morons. I don't belong here. Then why are you here? Mildred asked. My mum sent me here. Are you sure mother doesn't know best in this case? She only wants me out of the house so she can use the internet. Because you're on there so often? No, of course not. Tell me this. Have you ever woken in the night with an uncontrollable urge to check Facebook? Well, ever spent more than ten hours on there? Who hasn't? Ever played Farmville? I'm an addict, Lily said. Everyone applauded. Well, except Annie, whose hands were cuffed. For this you applaud, Mildred whispered. Then she said loudly, Facebook is a heroine and I am the methadone. Wait, that doesn't make any sense, Annie said, but was interrupted by Marcus. Um, You don't seem to understand, Marcus said. Without me, society as we know it will collapse. Marcus, I need you to see this, Mildred handed him Lily's phone. Hey, Lily piped up. Please log into Facebook. It's okay, I'm giving you permission, Mildred said. Marcus eagerly logged in and looked at the screen. You've been here for ten minutes at least. People still updating their statuses without you. You are unimportant, Mildred said. What's going on? Karen's gone on holiday. Mutiny. Even my own mother, Marcus said. Hey, hands off the phone, Lily said. See people? Your friends still carry on without you. Your sororities are still up and running. Your farms? Well, those are probably dying, but Mildred said. Bloody hell, my pumpkins, Isaac said. My strawberries, Lily said. You're wrong, Marcus said. People care about me. Someone's just written on my wall. Hey, Marcus, where you at? Lily rushed across the room and tried to wrestle the phone from his hands. Marcus desperately tried to get his feelings down on the screen. People, that's enough, Mildred said. If you don't respond to a request straight away, you hate the person, Annie muttered. Don't keep adding them. No wonder I resorted to murder. Murder is never acceptable, Mildred said. Isaac wiped his 
the tears from his eyes. He was laughing so hard. His friends had been right. He did need to get out more. If it was his friend as this, he certainly would. If this doesn't stop, I'll I'll get you all banned from Facebook, Mildred said. You just try it, Annie said. I've killed before. You'll still be banned, Mildred said. It's clear to me that none of you are serious about quitting. This meeting is adjourned until you all come to your senses. They all filed out while Lily managed to get her phone back. Mildred took a seat and checked her phone. Well, that had gone well. 55 notifications. She raced out the room. People were online, waiting for her. 